Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad and I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I am really excited about this podcast because last week I laid a foundation for you on how to recognize some areas that might be stopping you from being able to scale your business. And this week, I'm going to be giving you seven keys to ignite your results through delegation with quality insurance, which all of us as entrepreneurs, we want to make sure that we have some control over the quality. You know, that's kind of our biggest fear in some areas that we've worked so hard on our business and ministry, and we don't want somebody to step in and uh, ruin it for us in many different ways. And it's completely avoidable. It doesn't mean that you won't have challenges along the way, but really what I'm gonna be talking about today, if you write these down and follow through, it's going to help you to be able to scale while mitigating the risk that we talked about in the previous podcast. So let's go ahead and get started. Number one, to being able to ignite your results and delegate with quality assurance is to document a plan with KPIs, which are key performance indicators for the next three to five years. Why is this important? Well, I love the quote from Andrew Womack. He says that if you aim for nothing, you will hit it every time. Isn't that a great quote? And it's so true. So if we don't really know or we haven't agreed what we're aiming for, we really have no way to even measure whether we're successful or not. And building that plan, as I mentioned last week in our business coaching, we do the BMGC strategic business plan where we develop the KPIs, your core, uh, key performance objectives to focus on because you have to know where you're going. What is it going to take? What does success look like for you and your business? Define it. And then from there, you actually have the ability to build out the activities that will help you get there. Uh, when I talk to business people and they, they want to do better, they want to grow. I'm talking to myself too. I mean, I've been in this position and one of the first questions I ask them is, you know, do you have a written plan? And they're like, no, <laughs> I'm not like, you know, calling you out or anything. It's just very common because we are so busy working in our business. But this is really important to document a plan, list out your KPIs and your business objectives, and then actually put some numbers for one, two, and three years in the categories or uh, one, three, and five years. And I can't go into a lot of detail just because of the time constraints on this, but these KPIs include both leading indicators and lagging indicators. Number two, develop a dashboard based on those KPIs. 
Uh, you know, when you're starting out, this doesn't need to be a fancy system. It's just taking the areas that you say that you want to hit the measures that you know are going to help you get where you want to go. And then laying them out. What I do is put them in a spreadsheet. I lay out the categories, each of the categories. I put actual budget, year to date variance, um, month to date variance. And then I put it by month because if we just review it, well, first of all, you can't manage what you don't measure, okay? You cannot manage what you don't measure. So you won't even know if your team is doing a good job or not, or the money that you're investing in bringing additional team members in unless you you manage them and you do that through these measurements. Um, so then I lay it out by month and I review it with the team every week. Because you want to know if you're getting, you know, really far off. So if you are lagging, you don't want to find that out six months into the year, right? You want to make those adjustments early because what that's indicating to you is that the activities either aren't being done that you have told people to do, or you have um, kind of gone about it with the wrong activities. Usually when you go through this process, you're going to know what the right activities are, but there are times when there are shifts in the market or things that you didn't expect that as you hit this early, you're going to make really early adjustments that are, are going to really help you in the near future. And of course, you know, long-term into the future. All right. So that was number two, develop a dashboard based on those KPIs. Number three, identify and document the key areas of your business operations. Now, one of the ways that we do this is we do this through the business model canvas, the BMGC. And we've got a lot of teaching out there on this on Wealth Builders University, uh, the business workshop that we actually just did this last weekend. Um, there's a USB where Billy covered this actually in depth. There's a lot of free content on the BMGC on the Wealth Builders website. So there's a lot of ways for you to get information on this. But this is a one-page business plan that is kind of the foundation of building your strategic business plan because it truly does identify and have you document the key areas of your business operations. All right, number four, identify or document positions for each area. So do you see, this is a little different. The BMGC was really about areas and in some cases, key activities. This is about positions or people in each area. Now, when we are um, a small shop, we don't have a lot of people. So the traditional org chart works for um, businesses that have got some either contractors that fulfill positions or you've got employees and you want to build it out that way if that's the case. But I want to encourage you to also build out an org chart based on function. Okay, so let's just say you're too small right now to have an accountant. Uh, or a bookkeeper, but you know that that's a direction you want to go for you to be able to scale to the next level. Then you build out an org chart based on including that function of bookkeeper. And what that helps you to do is you don't make the assumption that you're going to hire a full-time employee for that. You know, who can do that until we scale up our revenue? But that will help you know there's a function there that needs to be taken care of which allows you to figure out the best way to get that function fulfilled. 
Um, so for me, I'm actually in this process personally that I just knew and the Lord really impressed on me as well that if we don't get these books in order, um, if we don't get in a, a, an accountant involved and a bookkeeper involved to help with this, we're, we're like capped out. We, we can't grow. And so I didn't go out and hire an accountant or a bookkeeper. I don't have the revenue right now to be able to do that on top of the other things. So what I did is I hired a person, a contractor that is helping with this. And so they work with several clients and I'm one of them. So identify or document positions for each area. Number five, create what I like to call recipes for success for each position. We definitely create job descriptions, which is the duties, whether it's a contractor, I have job descriptions for my contractors as well. They have to know what I'm expecting from them. But what this is, and I, I learned this in banking uh, when I was in a position, we had four mergers in five years and I had about 300 employees across three states and I had to figure out how to merge the cultures and you know, make sure we had consistent uh, customer experiences and strong operations. Such a great opportunity in, in a really big challenge. But the recipes for success were helpful because I brought the people in that were kind of leaders in their area that I could get on, you know, like they're going to be on board with me because they they were involved in this process. And what we did and what you can do is document the activities that you believe are needed by position to achieve your KPI. See, all of this connects uh, going up into, you know, your success, right? You kind of build it from the activity level you give people the activities and then you measure that they're doing the activities either daily, weekly, or monthly that are going to lead to the results in the KPIs, which is eventually going to lead to you seeing that vision come to reality. All right, number six, manage and oversee the activities that are being done. So what I did and what I like to call this is I just have like an audit template by position uh, and then what you can do is take these activities from the recipes for success, as well as some of the operational requirements, document those, and then it's either by observation or it's actual inspection. Um, it might be through interview that you on a consistent basis, we would do this monthly for each location, go through this step. And I had what we would call, this is a funny name, but we'd call them A-bombs, right? <laughs> and it stands for Area Branch Operations Managers. Uh, but they were the people that would go out and visit the offices, but they had this tool, this template. So they didn't go in and have to, you know, come up with, oh my gosh, what am I going to do as I go through this office or I talk to people? No, this was something where this template was created. So they knew exactly, they would go down the list and check off and uh, provide their observations, which would fold up into uh, a larger overall quality management that we put in place to ensure that we were strong, both on the sales activities and the operations activities. So I know this sounds, it sounds a little complicated, but really it's quite simple and you can do it right at the beginning, if it's just you and your business, you build these things that is giving you a foundation for scaling, okay? All right, and number seven, measure the results. This is absolutely key. It's not only that you measure the results, 
but you communicate and you have your team involved so that they see the results. And I like to pull the entire team together. We go through the KPIs because there's accountability to each other. But what I love about this is when we see success, then I can just say, you know, um, hey, Hannah, you had a great success in this area. Tell us about it. Uh, it engages them in being able to be recognized for the work that they're doing. But also if we have gaps, it's like, gosh, what are you seeing? You know, what do we need to measure maybe in addition to this? Or what are you seeing as an owner over this area of some things that maybe we need to make adjustments with? But when you've got it like this in this form of the, uh, the KPIs or the results and you're measuring it, it gives you sort of like this um, third party document, right? That is telling us the story of how well we're doing. So it's not you as the boss saying, you know, you're not doing a good job and you're doing a great job, which we always love to tell people and they're doing a great job. But people know by looking at this and they're able to make, you know, self adjustments along the way. And this gets us away from, you know, us just aiming at nothing and hitting it every time. But this gives you and your team something to aim after and measure. And it really empowers them. You know, you've brought these people around your table for a reason. God has brought them to you for a reason. And in this process, you are empowering them and giving them delegation responsibility, which when you have high achievers, they love that. They want to be able to impact the results and use the gifts and talents that God has given them to bring success to the organization. So um, I'm just going to review these seven really quick here. Write these down. You might need to listen to this again or if you're just like, Karen, I really need this. I want to let you know that we've got a coaching, a business coaching program at Wealth Builders that you can contact us to find more um, out about it or go to our website, wealthbuilders.org or email us at info at wealthbuilders.org. But here again are the seven keys to ignite your results through delegation with quality assurance. Number one, document a plan with KPIs. Number two, develop a dashboard based on those KPIs. Number three, identify and document the key areas of your business operations. Number four, identify and document positions for each area. Number five, create recipes for success for each position. Number six, manage and oversee the activities that are being done. And number seven, measure the results. So thank you so much for joining me today. And just on behalf of Billy and Becky, we thank you so much for joining us each and every week on these Wealth Builders podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. A matter of fact, I'd love to get your questions. And Billy loves that because we can do a podcast where we answer your questions in different areas. So if you've got questions that you would like Billy to answer in a podcast or me to answer with the, with the coaches in a podcast, email us at info. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, 
You'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.